Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the live studio. I'm your host, Danielle Rolone. Um, if you're new here, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, before we dive into today's episode, which I'm very excited about, um, I just want to give you a little reminder that we're on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. If you look us up, it's the Life Studio Pod. So make sure you um, follow us, share with your friends and loved ones. And for those who are new here, um, you probably haven't listened to the past conversations. So you sh- I suggest you definitely go ahead and listen to the past episodes because they've been amazing conversations I've had with a lot of different people, different backgrounds, different stories. And they're just they've just been amazing. A lot of laughter, a lot of deep conversations, a lot of um, life lessons that we talk about. They're just it's amazing. So I really encourage you to go back and listen to those. But if you're already listening to this episode, thank you for tuning in. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. So let's jump right in into today's, into today's conversation. So today I have a very special guest. We've um, only met once. This is the second time we meet. <laughs> but ever since the first yeah. time we met, I was like, okay, I love her. She's lovely. I, I actually like her. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, so I was like, hey you want me on a podcast and she was like absolutely why not so i'm very excited to have her here um so please welcome kiara wilson everybody hey guys we love it we love it we love being here thank you so much for having me i'm excited to just talk and to be able to just like spend time with you and at the end of the day bring glory to the father so amen that's the whole point of this really Yeah. yeah but thank you for being here thank you thank you thank you yeah so as i always say not many people know who I bring into this show. So not many people know who Kara Wilson is. Yeah. But I'm going to give her the chance to, you know, tell you guys about her life. And about her life growing up, her life in college, and what she's up to. So Yeah. Um, I now. guess an introduction about myself. Yeah. Um, I am a senior. I am from Northern Virginia. And I love Same. growing up there. Yeah. I lived about 15 minutes from Dulles. I grew up in Ashburn area. Okay. Um, in Loudoun County. And then I'm a senior, like I said before. And so my major is exercise science. Ooh. Um, but I have two minors. I also have a minor in dance and then apologetics and culture engagement. Ooh. Um, I'm currently the captain of DTREX and uh. I'm an RS for my second year. Ooh. And then, yeah. Above all of that, like I'm a daughter of the king. So Amen. I'm a believer. And love to be able to just be with people. I love hearing people's stories, but also like sharing stories because yeah. I think that connects people and like you're able to know who they are fully for who they are. So that's my favorite yeah. part of the show, like getting to hear stories. Yeah. Yep. I'm yep. Excited. So you grew up in Ashburn and Loudoun County, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I live like 30 minutes away from, <laughs> from that, from Cal- Yeah. I live in Manassas. So yeah, that's why. I yeah. Yeah. Manassas. And I, the first three years I was in um, Fairfax. So yeah, I go to Ashburn a lot. Um, but what was life growing up there? Yeah, um, it was actually not like any other life okay. that normal people have in mm-hmm. Ashburn area. Um, the only reason that my family was there is because we were on ADU. Um, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's basically when the government pays for half of your rent because mm. um, you're someone who's on SNAP's program or somebody who's struggling um, financially, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to be under a certain amount of income. Okay. And so... Life growing up was crazy. I think might as well be my testimony. But um, growing up, my parents grew up, I would always say, like, we lived in a Christian home, but we weren't a Christian family. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what that looks like is that every Sunday we went to school and we went to church um, and Sunday school. Mm -hmm. And it was something that we were able to do, like, on the day-to-day basis. But it wasn't something that we actually lived out in our life. 
Um, right. And so it was like really hard growing up because with that, we would go to church on Sundays, but then every other day of the week, I would be with my parents and they would just like fight all the time. They didn't know what it looks like to have a healthy marriage. And so that affected me. Like the first fight I ever saw was when I was five. And mm. It ended because I was there and my dad didn't want, like, them to be fighting in front of me. Um, And so from there, I was like, how does, like, someone not know how to have a relationship with someone? I don't know. Like, my thought process was just, like, super different growing up. And so um, there was that. And then also once I was in um, the end of second grade, we got kicked out of the house that we were living in, which was my dad's best friend's house. Mm. Um, And from then on, like, we became, like, basically homeless. Like, we were couch hopping. Um, We were living in the basement of my pastor at that time um we lived with my cousins in the summer my parents slept in the car while Mm. we stayed in my grandparents in one room together there's times where literally me and my sister were like sharing all one mattress and like that's all we could fit um and so it was like really hard because i was like lord like what's going on like i don't understand like we do go to church like we're doing these things that we need to do yeah yeah but like you're not providing and so it's like Mm. what is happening um and so all those thoughts came in my head and in third grade we finally found an apartment and i was like yay okay yeah. i guess god exists mm-hmm. which i was like cool but like i still didn't understand that he needed to be my savior and so i knew of mm-hmm. god at that time and i was able to be aware of who jesus was but i didn't fully have a relationship with him um and so then comes i really thought my life was gonna be better once we had an apartment and everything mm-hmm. i was like yay um <laughs> i was like let's go like we're finally gonna have this <laughs> but um at that point actually like everything got turned for the worse mm-hmm. um I started getting bullied in the new, like, school that we went to um, by a girl in my neighborhood. And then um, at that point, I was so stressed out all the time. Like, my whole life was hectic. Home life was chaotic, and then school life became chaotic. Right. I didn't have any place to breathe other than Sundays going to church. Mm. And so I was like, okay, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm so stressed out. And at this point, like, with my parents and how they – like, we're fighting all the time. I was always the one that, like, broke up the fight. I don't know. It was just, like, my personality. Um, my sisters, one would be crying, and then the other one would be so angry that she couldn't catch her breath. So I would be the one to come in and just, like, have it end because I saw the turmoil that it brought my sisters. And so at one point, even in sixth grade, like, I tried, like, leaving, like, running away. And then I even tried, like, like giving up my life mm-hmm. and, like, trying to end the stress that was, like, in front of me and, like, yeah. the chaos that, like, I had no control in being able to allow it to, like, just dissolve and, like, not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then came eighth grade, which was, like, such a blessing. Um, my church was, like, we're going to have, like, a whole trip for camp, and it's going to be a winter uh, trip. And I yeah. was, like, everyone's, like, super excited for different reasons. My mm-hmm. reason was, like, oh, I have three days I get to, like, not be here in this life that I've, like. Mm, yeah, a little so, escape. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, been so, like, tired over and so I went, and I actually met this girl named Jessie, mm-hmm. and I actually hated her when I first met her. I okay, was like, cool. she was super bubbly. She had so much peace and joy in her life, and I was like, oh, it probably means that you have your whole life together. Right. Like, that was just, like, the immediate thing that I thought. Yeah. Um, And then we got paired up for testimony night, which I think was so mm-hmm. funny. And she actually shared her testimony with me, which is why I also believe, like, testimonies are so powerful. Yeah, they are, yeah. Um, she actually struggled with financial instability in her family. Mm. Um, her dad wasn't home and she had a lot of problems with her dad. Um, and then she was also bullied. And so like the main three things that like I struggled with were three things that she struggled with. And the only difference between me and her is that she had Jesus. And so that was the night that I decided I was like, okay, like 
there is someone out there that loves me. There is someone out there who knows that I'm fallen, knows that I'm broken, um, but still decided to send his son to like live the life that I could never live, mm-hmm. even though much how much I try, um, and die the death that I should have died to raise three days later to like know that I can now serve him as like my living king and like to see me as his daughter and just like the entire um, aspect that like in him I have a friend, in him I have a home, right. and in him I have like actual true life mm-hmm. um, and a life that I shouldn't want to give up. Yeah, And so that's like the night that I gave my life to Christ. And mm. it was crazy because like at the end of it, I think so many people want to hear from my story or at least like I even thought to hear from my story after that was like, okay, then things are going to get better. Yeah. And I and I always wanted things like at, extrinsically outside of myself to get better. Yeah. When in reality, like the Lord wants the things that are within me, like the things that are metaphysical, the things that are actually eternal, the things that actually matter. I feel like. You're right. Um. And so, at that point, like yes, my parents ended up getting a divorce, and that was mm-hmm. hard. Um. Yes, we still struggled with financial instability. Um. But I think at the end of it, um, I was able to actually have that peace and joy that I saw in Jesse because it came from the Lord um, and living with him and living for him. And at the end of it all, like I used to tell like God how big my problems are, but now I tell my problems how big my God is because truly Mm. like that is the thing that will always hold true no matter what happens because suffering is going to come, you know, suffering is always going to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, But like we now have a hope that one, it it builds our character, but two, it allows us to hold tight to the thing that's never going to fade. Wow. It's a little bit about me and like Ooh. growing up. Yeah, yeah, I love that. See, whole different story yeah. right there. Never <laughs> heard that story. I, every single story is new and I'm just like, what? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Just how, yeah, how that friendship really helped you you know come to christ it's yeah. amazing how other people's testimony see see that's why i have people tell their testimony <laughs> because see how it, look how it works look how it yeah yeah look at the impact it makes on other people are you still friends with um with jesse with jesse yeah um i know her and we okay. follow each other on instagram she's okay. actually i think i was in eighth grade and i think she was in i think she was 16 so like she was a sophomore old. okay yeah so we were paired with like a like a person in high school when we were in middle school mm. and that was the pairing um but she has a kid now she's married and she's <gasps> really cool and i like, like to look at her life and it's really sweet and i got to um see her but people one of her friends actually mentored me throughout high school wow so it was just really crazy like how i was able to like continue that relationship but yeah she's so sweet and she like still loves the lord to this day which is awesome wow, and it's like so, crazy because so cool. like she did it like you know like you never know how much of an impact you have on other people yeah um, you don't and so yeah. i think that's amazing that is awesome yeah Aww. Lord. shout out to jesse yeah. if she listens to this <laughs> thank you for what you've done in kiara's life yeah, it's amazing it's amazing oh gosh yeah wow thank you for sharing that yeah. thank you so so of much course. yeah so there's a little bit about your life um growing up which also leads to life in college so what yeah. led you to Liberty? Yeah. Um, funny thing, I actually didn't want to go to Liberty. You're not the first one. You're not the first one. Um, and it wasn't because I've heard about things about Liberty or anything of that sort. It was more mm-hmm. of senior year of high school. I was able to actually look, learn what it looks like to live my life for Jesus and mm. actively do that with the people around me. Um, right. I always said I was a Christian, but like it wasn't something that um, I allowed to like pour out if that makes sense. It was just yeah. something of like, I know this is for me. And like, I went to a public school. And so I was like, you can believe what you believe. Like, I'm just not going to like try to like, I don't know, create tension in that. Right, right. Um, But senior year really clicked. It was like, 
these people are people made out of the image of God and I want to love them. And like, if they don't hear the gospel from me, like who are they going to hear the gospel for? Mm. And so it just stirred this fire for that. And so with that, with the college I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to a college that was not Christian so I can be that light in the darkness, which mm. is a funny thing of what I'm going to go to next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After college. But yeah. um, I think with that, I was like, no, I'm okay. Like, I don't want to go to Christian college. My mom brought it up um, first and I applied for JMU. I applied for American. I applied for Howard and I applied for, I think, one other college. I can't remember. I really wanted to go to JMU because my best friend at that time was also going to go, okay. which we aren't best friends anymore now, but um, I was really aimed to go to there. And so I got deferred because the year before me, they overaccepted. And mm. so they always like accept less the following year. Yeah. So I got deferred and I was like, oh, I'm not going to get a scholarship because I didn't even think I was going to college until I got scholarships. And like mm-hmm. this was during that process. I still didn't have any scholarships. And so right. I was like, how many even pay for college? And so lucky enough, um, it was between going to a dance convention or going to Seafall mm. um, for one weekend in the same time. And my mom really pressured me to go to Seafall. So I went and mm. I didn't go to the, the convention, which I was really sad at that time. I'm very glad yeah. I didn't go because mm-hmm. I ended up going um, literally this past October okay. um, for my first time. And so I went to Seafall and I just like was so captivated by Liberty. Like, mm. I got to see how people were just so genuine. Yeah. Like people would like smile at you and it wasn't because like they had to. And it just also isn't really normal at the Nova. <laughs> like people yeah. looking at you and smiling at you. Um, and then the people, I stayed at the shoe at the time. So the people there, oh. they were so sweet though. Like they invited yeah. me to like a Bible study and it was like such a great conversation. It wasn't like super dry or it wasn't like they were talking about everything but the Bible. Like it was just such a genuine and um, sweet time of um, studying the word. And so, I, like, fell in love with, like, Liberty, and I was like, I want to go here. Mm. Um, and so, but I was like, oh, finances. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I found out that I got, like, a bunch of scholarships from Liberty because I was applying for every other scholarship, like Sally Mae, um, Scully, and, like, all these different things mm-hmm. to figure out how to get um, just finances for college. And Liberty, like, gave me a bunch of, like, scholarships that I applied for through them um, that covered, like, all my tuition. So wow. I was like, wow. Like, I only had to pay for room and board, and I was okay to come here, um, which is such a blessing. And so I was like, okay, like, Lord, I know that you want me here. I know that I really want to be a light in the darkness, um, but I know that this may be the time that you get to, like, truly have me be founded in my faith and build that foundation to then actually do what I've always desired to do. Right. So, yeah, that's how I came to you. Wow. So, so cool. So cool. Yeah, and what um what led you to um exercise science? That's your major, right? Yeah. What led you to choose that? Yeah. Um. So, no, I, no one can see me right now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I used to weigh three hundred pounds. Okay. And I had my own health journey, and so, um, fun fact for anybody who wants to have more knowledge, um, the percentages of people who actually are obese, um, the highest percentage are. Um, black females who um, are under the poverty rates and so mm. which is literally me um, and so part of it is genetics and just like what's supplied for you mm. but I was 300 pounds and I lost 60 pounds in high school mm. or 50 now it's 60 but um, I had my own health journey in high school and I was like it was crazy like it was would never have imagined I would be where I'm at right now yeah um but I joined this CrossFit gym, and my sister was someone who really poured into me. Like, her 
hack was if you go to this five o'clock CrossFit workout, then I'll treat you tropical smoothie before school. Oh. <laughs> but she was like literally just fooling me because tropical smoothie is healthy. Yeah. Um, and so we would do that and it led to me to love like working out, love like exercising, love like taking care of my body. Mm. And so senior year, which is funny, I never thought I would do this, but senior year decided to get certified as a personal trainer. Mm. And so with that, you had to get renewed your certification every two years. Right. And so um, from that point, I was like, oh, well, this is like what I love to do. And I had such a heart for other people. Like once I was able to like go through a workout and not feel like I was literally dying, um, I would see someone else struggle and it was just something that me and my sister always did, but we would then go back to the place that they were still at the workout and finish with them and right. just keep doing more. Because we were like, if we already did the workout itself, we can do a little bit more of the workout, you know? Yeah. And so with that, um, my professor thought I had such a heart for just the people and like a heart for this industry. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I got certified and exercise science specifically it helps me to continue my certification. So mm-hmm. I'm actually renewing my certification literally this month, at the month nice. of May. Nice. So I'm excited. Wow, that's so, so cool. And I've never never heard anyone talk about, like, that kind of passion for exercise science. So I think that's very unique and very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And your minors, because you have two of them. I have two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But hey, you're graduating. You made it. (laughs) You made it. You got them all. You got them all. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, just tell us what motivated you to get, um, to add those two minors. Yeah. Um, So... Dance is a big part of my life um, and something that I've always wanted to do. I, I truly, like, my whole motto is that Jesus has set my feet for dancing. Like, anytime mm-hmm. someone's like, what's your why for dancing? I'm like, Jesus set my feet for dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with, like, my, my weight loss journey because when I first started dancing, I was really big and I always looked at the floor. I never looked at the mirror or myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time went on, I was able to, one, feel more comfortable with my body and then, two, actually understand that like I didn't have to look a certain way to start doing something I was passionate about right um and so with those two I was able to just understand that like this is something that I love to do it's just something that came so quickly to me with dance and so I want to dance for the rest of my life and it's something that like I feel called to and I would Mm -hmm. love to do um and Liberty doesn't have a dance major which is what I like originally wanted but then, like, exercise science was the, I think, second, but, like, honestly, better choice in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I added a dance minor because I finally added it as something that exists here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was like, say less, I'm going to have a dance minor. Yeah. So I enjoy it. I get to learn, like, all different styles of dance, like mm-hmm. ballet, modern, tap, and jazz are the main four that you get to learn. Wow. Um, and it's something that has helped me to continue to train, like, while I'm here at college. Um, cause fun fact, so senior year, I was in a pre-professional program learning mm-hmm. what it looks like to become a professional dancer eventually. Okay. And so what that looked like is that we did like world of dance and like these conventions, which is like the convention I was going to do if I didn't go to Seafall, um, and learn what it looks like to have auditions and to like get jobs and like sign on to an agency, like all the detailed stuff about dancing. Um, and so I didn't, I was like, okay, if I'm not going to make it to school and like, I'm not gonna be able to pay for it. Like, let me just start dancing now. Yeah. Um, but obviously the Lord made a way and put a pause on that, but still allowed me to continue to train while yeah. I was here with Dtrex and with, um, the dance minor. And so, yeah. um, I fully loved like adding that on and that's something cause I know that's something I want to do for the rest of my life. So I wanted to add it at least as a minor, even though they didn't have a major. Yeah. Um, and then apologetics and culture engagement is a, mm. the newest one. Yeah, <laughs> so, which is very cool. On a, I, I love say. it. Yeah. It's been so sweet going to all those courses and all the professors in the Divinity Tower. Mm. So with apologetics and culture engagement, I added it my junior year because it was after I went to L.A. for the first time. 
Okay. And I understood that if I want to become a dancer and I want to become a personal trainer, like I want to work with people um, of all kinds of backgrounds, like I want to be able to learn what it looks like to engage in those conversations and to be able to, one, kind of meet them where they're at and not just be like normal people, who, not normal people, but some people who are obviously like don't know what it looks like to, to have apologetics because at the end of the day, the day, the aim is to like preach the gospel. Yeah. But oftentimes it turns more of an argument and things like that than like a conversation. And right. so I wanted to learn what it looks like to have those conversations, to understand where they're coming from, ask them certain questions and how to um, explain why I believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is good to say like I want to defend the faith, but I think explaining it is more of hospitality towards someone like I want to spend the time that you feel like you need to explain this to you so that you would understand it yeah and in that I hope that the Holy Spirit will work through that so that you can come to Christ not just I want to defend my faith so that people stop like misinterpreting it or misconceiving right, it right because like, that's always going to happen yep. and so with the culture engagement part um, I have such a heart for like cities and so I thought that that major in itself would be so beneficial because I know when I go out to L.A. or go out to any other city, like, there's so many different people in such a small area. Mm. Like, it's so culturally diverse, but so population dense. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so many people. And so um, that major has, like, or minor has helped me to understand what it looks like to communicate with people, um, have those hard conversations of questions and wonders and like confusion that they may have about the Christian faith, be able to explain that to them mm-hmm. and then also be able to love on them and be able to um, care for them with compassion, with grace and with truth to be able to hopefully have them come to Christ. And so I wanted to be able to do that because there's so many dancers for so many different like countries and so many different backgrounds. And so I would love to have that minor to be able to like add more knowledge to what I already do know mm-hmm. um, and to be able to then just talk with people. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm assuming that's pretty much what you like do when you graduate, right? Yeah. You like to <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. Never heard that one before. And that's so, so cool. It. It's it's unique and it has a very good purpose behind it, yeah. definitely. No, I, I love that. I'm I wish you the very best. I'll be praying for you. Thank you. As you should, guys. All the listeners right now, you should definitely be praying for Kiara that everything goes well. And I, I'm pretty sure it's going to go well. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. So um, you're saying you, you said in the beginning that you're an, an, you were an RS. Um, I'm pretty sure not many people right now <laughs> listening know what an RS is. So why don't you explain a little bit what an RS is and why you became one? Yeah. yeah. Uh this is so funny, I think, because <laughs> it's because you're asking me how like became one and yeah everything like connects, which okay, is so cool. Okay, cool, cool, and cool. And as I continue to talk, I'm like, wow, Lord, you're so faithful. <laughs> um, so an RS is a resident shepherd on a residence hall, and mm-hmm. the job of an RS is being able to keep accountable um, about the spiritual and emotional well-being of the people of the hall. So you work alongside of resident assistants, RAs. Um, and then you have your community group leaders that help you um, to be able to keep account for everybody. And so um, RS has basically um, just the spiritual help and like the reason that it's unique to Liberty is because it's a Christian school. Mm-hmm. And so um, RSs live on the hall. They're also students. Apparently that's a misconception. People think RSs and RAs are nope. students. Yeah, no, they are. We are. <laughs> Which is like 
amazing. <laughs> Much respect for you guys because that's like extra workload right there. Yeah, but yeah. it's so worth it. Um, and basically, it's like a ministry in which we're able to um, care for the people in the hall, um, love on them, and be able to build up community with them that is surrounded in eternity. And so that's basically the job of an RS in a nutshell. There's a lot of different like intricate parts of um, just what we do on a day-to-day basis, on the weekly basis, the meetings that we go to, um, and things like that. But yeah, yeah. RS. And what made you choose that? What made you do it? When yeah. did you start? Like I started year? last year, so this is my second okay. year of oh, okay. RS. Okay, cool. So funny thing with RS. <laughs> okay. It's oh, crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be an RS. I want to be an RA. Okay. Because of just my personality. Okay. I was like, it'd be something cool. easy for me. A lot of RSs I know are very gentle, very mm. caring, which like they are, and mm-hmm. I aim to be like that. But I was like, RAs, like I want to be able to have those like hard conversations with people mm. and be able to, um, you know, I don't know, be an RA, like yeah, yeah. do curfews and go to convo checks and get to know everyone in my hall and things like that. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, like, like that just fits me. And then something happened while I was in the RA process. Like I already went past two of the like levels. So there's about four stages. I was already past the second stage mm. and was, I think was going to get RA. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time I was like, okay, cool. We're on the right track. We're great. But then the Lord was like, I kind of want you to do RS. Not even kind of. Like, I want you to do RS. Yeah. And I was like, mm, no, like, RSs aren't just, like, I just don't fit that, like, I don't know, description of what an RS would be. Mm. And he was like, no, I want you to do RS. And so the passion for us continued to, like, kind of, like, build up. And I was like, why? Like, I've always wanted to do this. And past moments um, in that same semester was, like, the Lord showing me the beauty of obedience and so I was like okay um I was like if I'm going to take this leap of faith and obey you like I'm just going to obey you so I called my RS at the time because I was a CGL Mm. and she was like at the end of the day you want to cultivate leaders you're going to do that in both of those positions in some capacity Mm -hmm. it may look different but you're still going to have that so I was like okay so I kept praying and it was funny because someone emailed me and was like you should be an RS and sent me a verse about um John, oh, I don't want to mess this up. I think it's John either 10 or 11, but it okay. talks about how the Lord is the shepherd for the sheep. And I'm pretty sure it's John 11. And so with that, I was like, okay, I think I should do RS. Um, mm-hmm. And so when as I took that leap of faith, I was like, okay, I'm not going to just apply to RS and still stick with RA and hope that like I don't get RA and get RS. And oh, like okay. the Lord would be like, I'm going to do it for you. I was like, if I'm going to take a leap of faith, like, I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to email the RD. I dropped from the process of RA, oh. and I applied for RS. Wow, in the middle of it. Dang. And so I was like, we're just going to do it. Okay. So I was like, if I don't get RS, I don't get anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's funny is that in the interview, yeah, I got interviewed for RS. If you guys don't know, I got RS. <laughs> <laughs> in that interview, I met this guy named Rob Pinahut. And he was one of the Ellie Shepherds at that time and still is for commuters. Um, yeah. And he just heard my heart for, like, going out and giving homeless people, like, subs and, like, sharing the gospel with them and being able to do that even here at Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, have you heard about Jensend? And I was oh. like, no. And so then I ended up setting up an interest meeting with him about Jensend. 
Okay. And he literally just told me, you can go to LA, be a dancer, and spread the gospel. Doing genocide. And I was like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> why did you come any time sooner? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wow. I get to do the thing I wanted to do when I was a senior and didn't even want to go to Liberty. Yeah. I get to do it now for the Lord. I was like, wait a second. Hold up. So that's when I went to LA for the first time. Wow. And that's what led me to wanting to have my minor in apologetics and cultural engagement. Oh. I was able to live my life on mission. I went to this beautiful city that I've always loved. Yeah. I got to have opportunities to dance. And I got to spread the gospel wow. and live my life on mission for the Lord. I was like, what? And it, that wouldn't have happened if I didn't decide to take that leap of faith and do it. Yeah, else. yeah. And that wouldn't have built the kind of stepping stone of me going back to L.A. again. So that's what I'm going to be doing after college is okay. I'm going back to L.A. Oh, okay, so okay, okay, okay. it's just really cool how, like, the Lord just saw the desire for my heart. But I yeah. think he often doesn't give us the gift that he has for us until we know that we can fully use it to the full extent and the mm-hmm. best that he ever wanted it to be used for. Yeah. And so just seeing that like play out, I think is so cool. So that's how I became an RS and uh-huh. I loved it. Um, RS ministry has been amazing and super humbling, has taught me what it looks like to truly depend on the Lord and his wisdom. Even though I know it like this year at being a second year, I was like, oh, I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. But the Lord was like, yeah, but that's because when I taught, taught it to you, right. it comes from me. Um, and you can try to depend on your own. It's going to fail. Mm-hmm. That's why I got burnt out. Um, but always depend on me because that's where your strength is going to come from anyway. So, wow. Yeah, it's RS. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. The way the Lord orchestrates everything. I just love that. It's really insane. Uh, what was your... So, what specifically... I know, obviously, it was dancing that you did for Gen, um, through Jensen in L.A., but what specifically did that job entail? Like, what were you specifically doing? Yeah, I got to dance. It wasn't, like, necessarily my job. Okay. Um. So what we do for Jensen is that you go out, you work with a church plant that's there, and you okay. have a city coach. And mm-hmm. then you also work with different organizations that already know what the community needs and are meeting those needs, mm. and you help them to do the job that they've been always doing. Gotcha. And so that was my main job is that I was able to work at a church plant um, from Long Hollow Church that – planted a church down there in Anaheim and we got to serve them in so many different ways whether that's being greeter or whether that was like working slides for the sermon or Mm. whether that's like just cleaning up and setting up for the kids area and different things like that Um, we even just like helped rebuild their um, outside stage during the summertime Mm. and so um, we got to do that and then on the side we got to work with different organizations in LA like whether that's through Skid Row people who are, like, part of the Set Free Ranch or this, like, gang um, industry. Like, it's called Homeboy Industries, but basically it helps, like, gang members learn what it looks like to go back into real life. And we got to help them. We got to help another one that was, like, a nonprofit and a business that sought to have a place where people have Bible studies and to have healthy foods and all these uh, things and, like, work with the government in that way. Um, and so that was, like, the main job, but... I also had the opportunity to still dance while I was there. I was able to go take dance classes, and then I got this really cool opportunity um, to stay two more weeks after Jensen and do a video with somebody. Um, And so that was there in SoCal, and it was crazy because I was like, Lord, I just want to dance. Like, I'm here literally so close. Um, And he provided at the end for me to stay and be able to do that, so... That is yeah. so cool. Yeah. Wow. So how long have you been dancing? Like for how long? Ooh, yeah. Since I was fourteen. Fourteen. I'm a late bloomer in the dance realm. Wow. If you're a dancer, you understand why. 
Wow, that is that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, so so cool. And you said you plan this to you, you want to go back. Do you want to go back to the same place in LA? Like, um, similar. I think okay. this year we're I'm doing Johnson again, okay. but this time I'm going to be a team lead for our team. And ah, so okay. we're going back, and this time we're going to go to downtown LA strictly. Mm. Um, so we'll be staying at USC, the University of South California, mm-hmm. um, for that time being, and we'll be working with one of the um, places that I, we visited about a couple times in my last trip, which I'm excited because it's in down in Boyle Heights, and majority of the people there like speak Spanish, and so I'm Ooh. super excited because I am not fluent in Spanish, but proficient being mixed. Um, so I'm excited to use that and help with kids and like translate and stuff. Oh, cool, 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 cool. What yeah. mix are you? Um, a lot of things, but the majority, <laughs> the majority of it is Peruvian, um, African American, Italian, and then Japanese. Whoa! Kind of maybe four. Ooh, that's a big. I mix think right the more there. you just get kind of meddle with it, but yeah, 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 wow. But it's cool that you know this other uh, kind of know this other language, which yeah. I think is really cool. I mean, I'm Puerto Rican, so As I know. Uh, yeah, you know, born and raised. So hey. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so cool. That's so so yeah. cool. So cool. Uh, what has been like your favorite? I know you probably have a, had a lot. Like, what was your favorite experience while dancing there in LA? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, I probably say my favorite one so far, because you know there's gonna be more more out there. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite so far was probably taking this one class. Um, I didn't know that there were Christian like choreographers out there. Um, and so I actually met one that was teaching at Millennia Dance Complex and which is a huge dance studio in LA. Um, and he was like playing like Wande and like Lecrae and like Emilio. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) I was like, no way. This This is the stuff I listen to. (laughs) Yeah. I was like expecting to like remind myself. I was like, okay, don't freak out when there's cuss words. Like it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But like he like fully and like he did a song by like, um, Chris Graham and, like, was able to do that. And so wow. I, like, took this class, and it was just so cool that, like, he was able to impact the people there and like, not even just, like, a subtle way, but, like, in a genuine way of, like, this is my choreography. This is the music that I listen to. I'm not going to compromise that just to fit in. Like, it's still good stuff that you don't even want it to compromise. You're mm-hmm. like, that slaps. And so I was able to take that class, which eventually he ended up, like, training me through Zoom after I left. Oh, wow. Um, and after getting to meet him. And so it, that was just, like, really cool going there and knowing that, like, it's possible to still impact um, those areas that may not be um, wanting the gospel but, like, still being a Christian in there. Like, it's not impossible to go there and, mm-hmm. like, truly live out your faith. And so I think that was really encouraging because, one, the choreography was really, really fun to learn. And, two, like, it was just encouraging that, like, I can know that it's possible and other people have done it before. So Yeah. yeah. Oh, so cool. Ah, I love that. Yeah. So, so cool. I can't wait to see what God has in store for all of that that you're doing. That's so amazing. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you found the dance community here in Lynchburg. Because there's um, Lynchburg Dance Connection, D-Tracks, yeah. you're part of D-Tracks. Yeah. So how did that come about? How did you find those those groups and how did you join them? Yeah. So D-Tracks and LVC are actually kind of connected. They're connected. So, okay. Yeah. Um, there's a lady, her name is AC, and she used to be a Dtrex captain. Mm. Um, but then she decided to create this thing called LDC after she graduated. Okay. Um, which is basically a whole community of dancers in all of Lynchburg that 
aim to have a place where we all feel welcome and we're all be able to grow and learn and um, kind of adhere to one another and build our craft together rather than mm-hmm. like against each other, which I think is right. pretty normal in dance community. Mm-hmm. And so with that, LDC came about. And so there's different studios, there's different groups um, that were able to all train together and to be able to create something beautiful. And so we have our showcases um, every single year um, for the past, I think, five years. Wow. And so that has been really cool. So LDC, I really love. It was really sweet to get to know everybody um, in the Lynchburg area that I don't get to see on the day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, and then able to work with them to create something really beautiful. And so um, it's split up in different um, styles of dance, and you're able to, like, kind of audition to which one that you would want to be a participant of. And so that's LDC. And then for D-Trex, um, I found LDC through D-Trex. So mm-hmm. I found D-Trex through... Just uh, stalking people. Um, nice. <laughs> I knew I wanted to dance in college, and so I was like, okay, maybe potentially they might have a dance group that's hip-hop at Liberty, potentially. Okay. So I started looking, and I popped up on their Instagram, and so I was like, oh, they have a whole dance crew. Okay. Okay. So I, like, stalked their YouTube and looked at their, like, coffee house performances and stuff like that. Ah. And I was like, okay, this is also, like, three years ago. I don't know how accurate this is. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to the audition and try. So they had auditions and, um, I was able to go there and I got in the team. And so I was like, okay, sweet. And so a lot of them did LDC. And so I was able Mm. to be introduced to LDC from then, um, and to be able to just like get involved, learn other people that I don't see day to day. And like, I think in that I was able to understand more about like just Lynchburg as a whole. I think Mm -hmm. oftentimes we kind of forget that we still live in a city um, being on campus and it's okay. Like that's so reasonable, but we're also in a city of like so many people that just live here day to day. And Mm -hmm. so it's cool like seeing them and what they do for a job and how they still dance even now. So that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen you before, before I met you, obviously I had seen you at um, coffee house, which is like a, a show we do here at Liberty like a talent show but it's like a a good talent show it's yeah. not where everyone can just come in and do whatever they want no you have to actually audition for it and be yeah. good at and be good to like perform there it's a very fun night and i've seen you there with dtrex dtrex is also it's always the performance i'm always looking forward to watching because oh, it's you. always so good i love how you guys dance um yeah. just how you yeah and it makes me think because I also don't see many like Christian choreographers or people like that, and I'm like, yeah. oh wow, this is still a thing in, li- in like Christian universities. Yeah, I think that's so, so cool. cool, so so cool. And like a lot of people love your performances. Thank like you, you guys yeah. are just on it's fire. It's such a community thing. I don't think there's ever a performance that's like we're well, just one person choreographing everything. Yeah, which one we don't have time because we're students. But right. yeah, on top of that, it's also splitting up and like providing opportunities for other people to again, stretch themselves. And so we'll have times where we have like a new person who's only been there for less than a year, choreograph with someone who's a returner mm. um, or even choreographing with one of us as captains. And so, yeah, um, yeah, it's always different. And with that is able to have so much diversity in that and like texture yeah. um, throughout the whole entire performance. So it's really cool. It's definitely a thing that we all collab to do. And Wow. Yeah. So, so cool. Ah, I love that. See, whole nother different thing different story i i just love it how it's so different i know yeah it's so so different i absolutely love it yeah so we were talking now about t-trex and like college so let's stick with the topic of college 
Um, and I know you already talked about your testimony, but obviously I feel like we are a living testimony and our testimony just continues, really. Mm-hmm. It just continues. It does, 100%. Yeah, even after we like, it's not like a story about our lives and then we found Christ and we gave our lives to him and that's it. That's our te- testimony. No, our whole lives are yeah. to the moment, even to like the moment we we die eventually. That's the testimony right there. No, for sure. Um, So I've asked this to most of my guests because obviously most of my guests here have been, well, all of them so far have been students here at Liberty. Yeah. So um, they've all been obviously through the college experience and they've all, they're all strong Christians right now. And I've always asked them the question of um, how their faith has changed during their time here in college. Because mm-hmm. I know college has its, yeah, college yeah. is hard. Okay, college guys. is hard. <laughs> no, so I sure. definitely love to know how your journey and your faith, your your faith journey was once you entered and like during your time here. Yeah, I love that question. That's such a yeah. good question because I think it's good to take time to reflect and oh, yeah. and understand how much college has impacted you. Um, one thing I'm going through right now that someone was telling me is that like transitioning out of college is really hard. Mm. and it's probably the hardest thing you're going to do. And so, like, letting it take its course is something that everyone needs to do. Yeah. So a little advice for all my seniors out there. Let it take its course. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so for me, I would say my faith has truly, like, bloomed. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but a lot of things that I've hoped to be, Mm -hmm. I've been able to become, and that has been... Because of so many different factors. One, like reading my Bible every single day and allowing that to be a discipline that I do and not just to get it done as a checklist, but to actually have the desire to delight in his word has been something that has changed um, and been something that I now like hold really fast to um, even in the midst of like craziness or busyness and things like that. Um, I think overall with my faith, the Lord has really taught me about, like, his faithfulness. Like, so much about his faithfulness. Yeah, so much. Um, he is so faithful. And I've been able to just sit back and see who he is, see his love, see his character, um, and see how, like, all he calls me to do is not to strive, but to abide in it. Um, and so I think every single year has been different. Like, my freshman year has more been, like, calling. Second year, I would probably say, like, obedience like with rs stuff junior year it was definitely um abiding and then like senior year this year has been a love like understanding love um i think this year has probably been the most transformative year um going from someone who had like such a skewed view of what love was Mm -hmm. um and a flawed view because i'm sinful um to understanding fully about how his love truly does endure forever it's mm-hmm. something that believes in all things, that loves all things, um, that knows all things, that does not cling to wrong but holds on to truth, that is truly patient and kind, mm-hmm. um, a love that is greater than anything else that we can know, love that is self-gift, like him giving himself. Um, and we see that even in the Trinity. And a love that comes from his character and not to the person that's the recipient. Right. Um, but yet is revealed in how the recipient receives. And so... One thing that I've learned even during this time is like how to receive love. Because mm. as you guys just heard my testimony, like I'm someone who a core lie for me is like I'm unlovable. That's something that the enemy mm. has always just right. like 
picked at. Put in your head, like, yeah. Mm, you, your whole like house became homeless. Yeah, it's because you're lovable. Like you're struggling right. financially. It's because you're lovable. Like mm-hmm. oh, like you have struggles with body image. It's probably because you're, you're unlovable. unlovable. Yeah. And so it's always been a lie that the enemy has put in my head. And throughout this entire four years being here, like the Lord has truly like, mended my heart in that and understanding what love really is and how there's no other love that's greater than Him. That He will always be the lover of my soul. And I think that has truly like allowed me to fully understand the faith that I have. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, the Lord is love. So like, I know that I can go to him. The Lord's yeah. love. So I know that I can confess my sins to mm-hmm. my, my community and people who also love him. And like, I get to receive love in that way. Um, the Lord's love. Okay. Like it's sacrificial love. And so like, I'm not going to always do what I would want to do, but things that are need to be done and things that I can then love other people. And so I think the biggest thing I've learned is like his faithfulness in that because he has always loved anybody from the time that they were born until, like, now. Yeah. And, like, that is his faithfulness. And so everything he does is, like, through his character. Um, But, yeah, I think faithfulness and love have been, like, the two main things that have grown my faith in him and understood um, how much he cares for all of us. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that, like, in that, like, in that love, like, he's also entrusted us with the message of the Ministry of Reconciliation. Like, he entrusted us with that. Yeah. And that's because he, like, loves his people so much that he wants them to come to him. And so he, like, entrusts us as his believers who have the Holy Spirit in us, who is literally, like, a new creation to then go. And through love, like, tell them about that as well, which is his love, which, sorry, if you have a dollar for your time, I just said love. Hey, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're good, you're good. Wow. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and um, while you learn that, you're also, you know, being an RS. I assume you're still being an RS while you're doing that. So, and I know as an RS, you pour into not just, like, in general, the girls in the hall, but especially the community group leaders. Those are the girls you really work with, like, every week. Yeah. And have those one-on-one meetings with her, with them. Yeah. so I'm pretty sure you've been able to like apply what you learned with them. So what has been like your favorite, not well, not favorite, but like one of those very like impactful moments that you've had while you know helping lead a girl, yeah, spiritually Ooh. in the hall. Yeah, that's good. I think one moment that comes to my mind was this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord blessed me with two people that I got to disciple this year. One of them being one of my CGLs. Mm. And we had a conversation because she was struggling with roommate problems mm. and didn't know what to do to like further like love on that person because it was just so much collision the entire year. Yeah. Something that was like often talked about in our lead group and trying to like take those steps. Yeah. And one time that we chatted, she <laughs> she was like, I just don't know what else to do. Like, I'm just so stuck. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, in the same, sh- same like, place as she was when I was a freshman, which I think was really funny. Yeah. So I've gotten to speak a lot about, like, what I wish some I could have done better mm-hmm. in that situation. But also things that, like, the Lord like, has called me to do um, through his Holy Spirit. And so with that, we were talking, and I was telling her, like, don't let someone's guiltiness affect your guiltlessness. Like, no matter mm-hmm. how much she has, her roommate has been, like, 
rude to her or mean to her and has hurt her feelings or has just sinned against her period like don't let her guiltiness affect your guiltlessness and like i i take that from like second samuel i take that from like the whole story of david and saul like david could have killed saul but he didn't like he could have he could have ended the whole you know chasing and being chased mm-hmm. around and like almost dying like 24 7 and like that chaos like he could have yep. ended it right there but he didn't um because he decided to let his guiltlessness not be affected by someone's guiltiness and so right. i was like that is what love is though like that yeah. is what love is yeah. and so i was telling her that and i was like truly like i pray that the lord would give you compassion and love for her to continue to do the things that you know are to be true mm-hmm. to continue to love on her even though she's not reciprocating it um and like that has been something that is harder easier said than done for sure but it's something that in that we get to learn what it looks like to love that person and to love our enemies and to love people that maybe we don't get along all the time mm-hmm. but i was like at the end of the day like she is seen by god mm-hmm. to be made in his image to be his daughter to be someone like he fully cares about like he wants to win her heart and so it's like we have to do the same and so i think that has been one of the biggest moments because even after that it was funny that the following day we had campus community and josh Rutledge spoke about james and about Mm. how god is going to vindicate himself and that he's going to be the rightful judge and that even though things are going unfair and that people are believing one person and, and not believing the other like the truth is going to be sought out. And so my other artist partners were asking like, okay, what did we learn today? And she like quoted me. She was like, this is literally what I needed today because someone wise person told me like, don't let someone's guiltiness affect your guiltlessness. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the most impactful part because like I've had so many people pour into me that the Lord has just blessed me with. And so to be able to then do that for her and like for her to take it to heart and to remember it, what I said, I was like, oh, I'm like surprised you remember what I said. Yeah. It was just really sweet because it's like, it's true. Like, it's something that we are called to do. Um, and so that and like, I think about my first year when I had someone who also went through very similar things that I went through. Mm-hmm. I shared my testimony with her and it was like two o'clock in the morning. We were really late. Ooh. Um, but in me sharing my testimony with her, I was able to comfort her in what she was going through, which was like really hard, tough stuff that I... Could you could only imagine what it would be like on her because she was even younger mm. then. Um, and it was like more intense than what I was going through. But those moments, I think, of like loving people and being able to just share um, wisdom because like that's something that the Lord's gifted me with yeah. um, has been such a blessing. And so I think learning about the Lord's faithfulness and his love has been able to like encourage other people about his faithfulness but also like call them out and encourage them to love other people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So good. I've seen that in my RSs too. I'm a <laughs> CGL. I'm a community group leader. So I definitely saw yeah. the RSs work in that. How has your relationship been with other RSs though? I'm pretty sure you've learned a lot through them. I've learned a them. lot. Like my roommate, oh, I love her to pieces, <laughs> but she's so different from me. Uh, like yeah. even this weekend we went camping. I don't go camping y'all. Like, I do mm. not go camping. I'm a city girl, but she's a country girl. Ah. And so we are like, we're like the city mouse and the country mouse going out camping. Yeah. And so we're totally different, like black and white different, like just very much different. Um, mm-hmm. 
the things that I probably don't like, she likes the things she probably doesn't like, I like. Um, mm-hmm. And we grew up just very different. And like the only thing that connects us is Jesus. I was like, we always say, and we look at each other, we're like, if you want a picture of like the body of Christ, being the body of Christ yeah. solely because of Christ, we're the picture of that. Okay. Um, we're just very different. She's more gentle, very quiet. I'm like loud and rowdy. I want to talk to people. She's introverted. I'm extrovert. Okay. Um, she's very like prancy and pretty and like I'm just like grudgy and like all that good stuff. <laughs> um, and so we're very different. Um, but I've gotten to learn so much about her. Like I've gotten to learn wow. what it looks like to be gentle. I think that's been the biggest thing I've learned from her is mm. like how to have a gentle and kindred spirit with other okay. people. And... My other RS partner, the second one, um, she's an MK from Brazil. And, like, she has taught mm. me so much about, like, what it looks like to just listen, to have mercy on people. Um, and to, like, be that welcoming ear, which I need to learn because, as you guys can tell, I can talk a lot. And so sometimes it's good to just listen. And yeah. I love to learn that from my RS partners and, like, from everybody that's been around me. It's just sweet to see how people have... So many strengths, and at the end of the day, it's to show the unity within the body of Christ. Like that's yeah. what he says. Like you, they will know that they're my disciples. That's so as cool. they love. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love how Liberty has that system of like having those resident shepherds. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a, obviously not a thing, which is why I told you to explain it to the audience. Yeah. Many people they might know what an RA is because you hear yeah. that a lot, and like in college there are RAs, but. I don't know if there's any other college that has an RS or something similar, maybe. Um, And I've gotten to know a little bit more about that ministry, like just by talking with my RS and not talking to you. And I'm like, wow, this is something that whoever came up with the idea, if it was Falwell back in in the day or if it was someone else while Liberty was still growing, whoever did it, that must have been a a God thing right there because like, the impact that RSs have on not just community group leaders, but also just girls in general in the hall and their fellow, you know, residential shepherds as well, fellow RSs. How has CGL been for you? (laughs) It's No, it's been good. It's been good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just um, at least this semester, I never really had the chance to do actual CGL work. Like I never really, I didn't even have the chance to lead group at all. But it was mostly because I joined in the middle of the year, like this semester. And it wasn't even in the beginning of the semester. We were already like six weeks in. And that's when I actually started. Yeah. So there were only like 10 more weeks left for the semester of the semester. Um, and so obviously at East, it's East Campus, it's different. It's different. Life there is different. Um, it's more independent. There's that off campus like vibe I guess yeah yeah that's what it feels like sometimes um and I've noticed in community since my freshman year because I've been at East since freshman year um I've noticed that not many people really understand the value of being part of a community group yeah they really don't I feel like that we just take it for granted definitely I never did ever since freshman year at first I they told me about community groups and they said you don't have to go but I was like oh I wonder what it is I like to go awesome and even though I was the only one showing up to my group at first, I I never stopped going because I loved it. Um, whenever I didn't go, it was for a reason. It's not because I didn't want to, you know. Yeah. And I always let my CGL know. I was like, hey, I can't go today because I have to study and That's blah, precious. blah, blah. But I always, you know, made sure I'd show up. Um, no, and so sure. 
yeah, and then I just felt like, you know, I want to do that same thing that my CGLs did. I want to yeah. be like I want to be like them basically. It was like I want to do what they're doing even though I know it's not easy work, especially here at East Campus. I had a lot of people say, "Well, why don't you become CGL at the Hill or <laughs> Commons? There's more community there." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I feel like at East is way more intentional." Oh, like for the sure. work you put in is like, yeah, you're doing it cuz you really feel called to. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'll, it might be easier at the Hill or Commons or the Circle or other halls where there's more community, we could say. Yeah. Um, but that's because, like, for them, they have those opportunities already set for them. Exactly. And that's the beauty of East is that, like, you get to create those opportunities. Yeah, I know. Which does take more time, but I think is more ideal because, one, that's what how real life is. And mm-hmm. then, two, it's catered to the person that you're reaching to it's not just like right this right. is what the hill does and this is what we're gonna do because i lived on the hill all three years before coming to east mm. it's all i ever knew yeah and so transitioning like yes it's great to have those opportunities hill parties hill things mm-hmm. but the beauty of it is that like from east like you get to have actual hospitality and like exactly. learn what it looks like to Love on your girls. Like, I saw that you're, like, building the lemonade stand. Like, that's creating those opportunities to have community that's not going to be handed to you on mm-hmm. a silver platter. Mm-hmm. But it can be useful to be catered to the girls that live on your building. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, at first it was just definitely a little hard, of course, because I didn't really have the chance to lead um, these girls, whether even if it was one or two. Like, I I did. I didn't have the chance. Um but through that, I, I learned things that I could have maybe done better maybe, to, like, connect with them. Yeah. Also, I I was trying to not be too hard on myself because I was like, Danielle, you, you got in, like, the middle of the semester. So, yeah, girls who didn't show up, they're not going to start showing up just because they have a different CGL now. Not That doesn't really change anything. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be CGL again. Praise the Lord. On 184, he's 184. Let's go. Yeah, so I'm going to be a little bit further away, but I'm still going to be close. Um, it's going to be very different community, different team. But I'm excited because I'm going to, this time, I'm, exci- I'm very excited because I'm going to start from like right the right from the beginning. It's going to be yeah. the, the new year. No, it's going to be I'm gonna, And like we have to come here a week before everyone else does. So I'm going to, I'm going to be here go through all those meetings, get to know the RAs. I already got to meet the RSs and the other CGLs. It's a wonderful team. They're wonderful ladies. Um, And I'm I'm excited because I'm like, what I wasn't able to do on East 193, I think I'll be able to do here. I I feel like God is definitely going to help me on this one because not just because because of like what I've learned from what I did or didn't do, but also because... You know, this is a door that he opened. 100%. Yeah, because I got some no's and yeses when I applied for CGL. Yeah. Um, And it was a little discouraging to receive those no's because some of them were buildings that I wanted to go to, that I wanted to be in. Yeah. Uh, 184 wasn't my first option. But I was able to connect very well with the with the girls there. And I thought, you know, it's an open door. Might as well just go, yeah, go and go take it, go in. Um, and it was an amazing, amazing opportunity. I'm very grateful and I'm excited and I'm definitely going to put like a whole lot more effort, a whole lot more passion, I would say, into it. Yeah. And 
just put it in the hands of God. And I know that now that it's a new year, I'm probably going to have a few freshmen come in. And I know the struggles of being a freshman. The freshies. Oh, the freshies. We love, we love, you. We love you guys. Um, you're in for a treat, that's for sure. <laughs> but we're here. We're here for you. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. She is. I won't be, but she will be. Right. But you know what it's like. You know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited. But yeah, that's how it's been being a CGL. We'll see what the next few years will be like. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, Kiara. This was such a good conversation. Yeah. Yes. And before we head out, before we finish, I always like to wrap up the conversation with this one last question that I ask everybody. Um, and it's always, I've always gotten a different answer. Um, some have been really silly answers. Some people actually give me a very like serious, deep answer. Um, but they're all very valid. Um, and the question is, what piece of advice would you give to the audience today? Ooh, yeah. Piece of advice. Mm-hmm. And it can be something just to narrow it down as always. It can be something you've applied to yourself recently. Okay. I would say a piece of advice it was just like a, f- yeah, I guess a piece of advice. When you're saying goodbye and you miss people, remember that it's a privilege because it means that you were loved well. Hmm. I never heard that before. Yeah. Wow. That's what I've been learning as I like wrap things <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I bet Elio. that's what you've been apply- like applying to yourself, reminding yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it goes back to like when, back when you felt like you were unlovable. Yeah. And now just. Knowing that, knowing that, feeling like that, it must be like a privilege. It must be like yeah, a blessing, I guess. Yeah. Wow. And if you miss anyone, text them today. It's never too long to text somebody if you haven't Text them, to call them, whatever. Plan out a day to meet up. I, I love that. I, yeah. I love it when like friends that I barely even know, they're like, hey, you want to grab dinner? Just to like, you know, talk. Yeah, and I get awesome. to talk to them, and now we're actually close. I'm like, thank you for, you know, making that move. Like, yeah. some of us wouldn't even be able to do it because we're too scared of what people are going to think. But yeah. I'm like, thank you for Just doing that. Just do it. It's never too long. Yeah, and the, you never know how close you can grow in that relationship, like how great it can be for the both of you. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, Kara Wilson, everyone. Thank you so much, Kara. So fun. Oh, this conversation was... Obviously, as always, one of my favorites. Like every episode, just becomes my favorite. Every time I, I record that. a new one, it's my favorite. Then the other one's like, oh, never mind, that was my favorite. Then the other one, I'm like, wait, but they're all my favorite because they're all get they get better and better. I love it. Yeah, I love. Yeah, he orchestrates it all. So I know. I awesome. just love it. I love it. Well, there you have it, guys. A whole nother different story that you know has God written all over it, all, all over, over it. it, and that's Every what I love it. about it. That's what I love about it. And once again, I want to remind you to keep Kiara in your prayers now that she's graduating. It's just something exciting. I bet you're very nervous and scared of what's to come, even though you kind of have like a plan and, you know, definitely God has everything under control. And I'm very excited for you, too, as you all should be, too. Thank Um, you. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. Make sure to share this um, story with as many people as you can. Whoever you think needs to hear this, what we shared and um, whoever you think needs to hear our story and can somehow relate to it, just share this episode with them. Just, yeah. just send it to them like, hey, here's a little episode from this podcast called The Life Studio. I don't know if you've heard it. It's kind of cool. Um, here you go. This is a really cool episode. You should listen to it. So um, I suggest you do that. Yeah. 
because I, I was blessed by this conversation. And I know a lot of people hopefully will be blessed as well. So make sure to share it with friends and loved ones. Make sure to stay tuned for the upcoming episodes. And if you haven't listened to the other conversations I've already um, posted in the few weeks before this one, go ahead and tune in. They've been amazing conversations. And also just share your feedback. Share any suggestions you have you guys have for this show. If you wanna if you want me to just talk about a certain topic or bring in a certain guest, you, you just let me know. I'll try my best to, you know, grant you that wish and um yeah, make that a reality because I, I love getting people's feedback. I love it. I love bringing in different people and talking about different things. I definitely want to get into that. Um, so, yeah, with that said, thank you for tuning in. Once again, thank you, Kiara. Yeah, thank you for having thank me. You, thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. So please just stay tuned for the next upcoming weeks. Listen to the past episodes if you haven't. I'm your host, Danielle Rolon. This is The Live Studio. Bye.